I'm calling today's word the other side. Jesus had been with his disciples, caring for the multitudes, preaching, and miraculously feeding them. He had just miraculously fed 5,000 people with the five loaves and the fishes. It had been a tiring day. And so instead of going back to Capernaum with his disciples in the boat, he told them to go ahead. You see the same story in Mark chapter 6 and uh, Luke chapter 8. And we're going to look at this particular account in John chapter 6. Different accounts emphasize certain points and principles. But this account in John is speaking about faith to get to the other side. I'll read this from John chapter 6 verse 15. Jesus went up to the mountain alone by himself. And when it began to get dark, the disciples went down to the sea and began to row their boat towards Capernaum. But soon a gale swept down upon them as they rowed, and the sea grew very rough, and it was now dark. They were three or four miles out when suddenly they saw Jesus walking towards the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them and said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the other side. This story describes some of the faith principles of how we work together in partnership with Jesus, as the disciples did. They had faithfully done their part in the miracle of the multiplication of the food. They handed out the loaves and fishes. And they had trusted Jesus to do his supernatural part. Jesus had been teaching the multitudes and his disciples had been feeding and caring for them. And having completed that day's work, there was more work for them to do the next day across the Sea of Galilee, where another crowd would be waiting for Jesus. And they would usually travel together across the water to Capernaum. This particular time, Jesus told them to row across without him so that he could rest and pray to his father. They would never have guessed that the experience of rowing across the Sea of Galilee would work out the amazing way that it did. They were seasoned rowers, but rowing is tough work and involves the uncertainty of rowing forward in one direction while you're actually looking backwards in another direction. It would have been particularly tough for those disciples because there was a raging storm and darkness and they were fearful that Jesus wasn't with them. But the disciples kept on rowing. Suddenly, Jesus came to them in a supernatural way, walking on the water. And they thought he was a ghost. But when he told them that it was he, they willingly let him into the boat and the boat was miraculously transported immediately to the other side. That's what the scripture says. Immediately 
The boat was at the other side. When we think about it, that's the way we move forward in life anyway. Rowing forward in one direction while we're actually looking backwards in another direction. We can only go ahead in life with the things that belong to the package of our past. That's looking backwards, the good and the bad, the successes and the failures, and the lessons learned, and the faith gained. We can't guess the future, but we can have a goal, and that is the other side. That's always there. That's what we're moving towards. And that contains uncertainties, the unknown, and the challenges, and the effort in the rowing. Our real faith is the reality of knowing that trusting God, that in our obedient rowing forward, while also looking backwards, will be met with Jesus supernaturally coming into the boat. He gets us to the other side in every situation if we are truly living by faith. Let us always remember our times are in his hands. We have the same natural uncertainty as those disciples about how things will work out as we try to move forward in times of storms, of darkness and difficulty. And that is when we call upon the faith that is being considered in this story. This is a story of faith, getting from one side to the other in a situation that God means for us, that has purpose for our lives. Faith means we're never certain about the future, but we are certain that God has it all in hand and is acting supernaturally for good on our behalf. We do the natural and God does the supernatural. And it is beyond our understanding how the working together with God plays out. Other than we have faith that he alone knows the end from the beginning and always shows up and he is never late. That is how faith works. We remain faithful to yield obediently to what Holy Spirit prompts us to do. Then we trust Jesus to complete his perfect work. He joins us. That is our obedience of faith. The Bible tells us that he wants to help us be willing to do what is the good thing to do. And he helps us in the doing. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says this, it says, you must be even more careful to do the good things that result from being saved, obeying God with deep reverence, shrinking back from all that might displease him. For God is at work within you, helping your willingness to obey him, and then helping you do what is his desire for you. Often, because of our limited understanding of what God wants us to do, the doing can become problematic because we might try too hard to do things in our own strength and fear we can push through. And it may not be what God wants, but we do it anyway. And we find out later that we got it wrong. We did what we thought was a good thing 
but it was not a God thing. On the other hand, we may not try enough and fail to do the responsible good thing out of ignorance or carelessness or apprehension, but God sees the heart and can override our human failure. And we learn to trust in his mercy and we get to learn of his ways. Staying with the metaphor of rowing across the lake, we can ask the question, why wasn't the journey of the disciples on a placid lake with a moonlit sky and no wind and all having a sing-along? Well, day-to-day life is not very often like that and that day wasn't like that for them. They were hardy rowers, but on that night things were scary and they were full of apprehension, as is so often with us, but they kept rowing. And as we obediently keep rowing forward, I believe that we do not always have to be looking backwards, but rather we can be looking upwards knowing that Jesus is on the mountain, praying and cheering us on from heaven. The disciples knew that he'd gone up to pray and they knew that they were in his heart and mind and there were things to do together. So we can know that he's above, cheering us on from heaven and he will come to us as we seek him in the midst of storms and darkness and get us to the other side. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul says, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. That word, the upward call, the heavenly call, from above, the word call is invitation or even welcome. It's like he says, I'm wanting to bring you with me and I'm wanting to be with you as we go together forward in the purposes of the Father. And God is going to get us there. I believe we're in critical times of being taken forward in the purposes of God Critical times are currently upon us and we're deeply aware that we're going through storms and sometimes darkness. And many are wondering when Jesus will come to them. He's actually always with us. But he wants to open our eyes of faith and show us that he is in the boat and he replaces our rowing in his timing with his supernatural completion of the journey. Jesus has a special here and now journey for every one of us in our current circumstances. He's destined us to get to the other side, to the place where we are meant to be going. That is the spiritual and circumstantial goal he has for us in any particular season in our lives. He's watching over us. He's not complaining about how badly we may be rowing. Even if We are, we might think, we're hopeless rowers. He sees the heart. He knows we're doing what he wants us to do. 
the best we can. So we keep on rowing. Because if we stop rowing, we drift. And he doesn't want that. And neither do we. There are many other sides in our day-to-day experiences that God wants to get us to and, and they all involve us faithfully doing our part while he supernaturally works his part. It's not like two workmen carving up a job and one fellow saying, well, I'll hold the ladder and you get up and with a hammer and you nail into the wall. And then Jesus says, no, I'll hold the ladder and you get up and, and nail the nail into the wall. No, it doesn't work like that. We do the part that he sets us to do. We put our heart into it, but we can't do the supernatural part. He does that part. And he also strengthens us in the doing of our natural part. This is a partnership, spirit, soul and body, of him in us and us in him and our working together with him. The other side of the challenge of what is required of us faces us today in our circumstances. It's there. And we're heading into something today. There is something, maybe large, maybe small. There may be something that the distance is longer. It's not just a day, it's a week. It can be even longer than that. But there's a challenge and there's another side, the other side. There can be the other side of something that has been delayed or we've put it off because it's too difficult. And God's saying, well, here's what I want you to do now. Don't put it off. Start to row and I'll join you and I'll get you there. There is the other side of managing tiring physical struggles of illness or recovery from illness where we do the responsible thing and it requires discipline and hearing good advice and taking it. But he's with us in these things to get us through. And he comes into the boat and gets us there. He knows we want to please him. There is the other side of this current global pandemic that's facing us all. He wants to get us there. And the rowing can be tough at the moment. But what I'm seeing is God getting into the boat with people and getting them across in many different ways. We do our part. We trust him to do the supernatural. He is cheering us on. Some of those disciples had made mistakes in the past and would make more into the future, but he loved them dearly. And he was committed to working with them and helping them, gracing them. That's what grace is. It's the enabling from God to us to do what he asks us to do. That's what grace is for. Grace is not letting us off. It is giving us the power in the spirit that begins to touch our heart and our desires to want to do what God wants to do. We get graced into a thing. Jesus is not just working with us, but he's working within us by his spirit. On your particular journey at this present time, all you may seem to be doing is rowing your lungs out. But he is up on the mountain and praying. He's praying for our faith and watching. And he's willing to come to you in a supernatural way. And when he does, immediately you are on the other side to where he wants you to be. When the connection happens, 
you become a different person and your world changes. Amen.